Hello and welcome to Outer Experience episode number 19, The Big One Nine. On today's episode, we discuss movies and books. And which one's better? Movie books. And book movies. If you like what you hear, go ahead and uh, you know, leave us a five-star review. It makes us feel good. And uh, send us an email at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Or, or give us a pat on the back. Or just tell your friends about it if you want. Oh, yeah. You know, be like, That's hey, you know too. what? I listened to an episode about movies and books, and it was great. Anyway, we appreciate anything, and thank you so much for listening. We love you. Peace. Welcome to Outer, Outer Experience. Experience. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm also Cassie. <laughs> Man, we're hilarious. I know. We didn't even write that one. That one just came spur of the moment. That was a off, the, off, the off the cuff. There you go. Yeah. That was the phrase. You know, and speaking of writing... Cassie, uh, you read any good books lately? You know I have. Well, that's I great. Read several good books. Oh wow! What, what about, about you? Uh, yeah, I haven't really read too many good books, but I tell you, I've seen a few good movies recently. Oh, that's interesting because books and movies are very related. Well, I for one prefer movies. Do you know? What about you? I I think I prefer books. <gasps> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like it's a books versus movies podcast. <laughs> Genius. Segway. Well, Cassie and I have been talking lately, and Cassie is involved in several book clubs. That means two. Two? We got a couple of book clubs then. I could have said that. Sorry, I'm not much of a writer or reader, so my vocabulary is um, immense. <laughs> the opposite of <laughs> raffle um, <laughs> but we are here today to discuss some of our favorite mediums in storytelling and to answer the age-old question what's better the book or the movie cassie what would you say to somebody who doesn't like books <laughs> <laughs> well that um i was a teacher so I feel like that's definitely something that I would deal with a lot. Um, I taught fourth grade and young children, they either really love books or they really hate books. And I found that every person can find a book that they like. And if you don't like reading, it's something that you have to do over and over and over again and then eventually you'll love it because it is storytelling. It's the oldest form of storytelling, not the oldest. Yeah, but well maybe. I guess not uh, well, <gasps> writing it down, but yeah. it's just storytelling written down. Yeah. It, but did you, Entertainment. Did you grow up reading a lot? I did. I read a lot. I had, we, had a, we had a couple bookshelves down in our basement, and um, we didn't have a ton of books, but I know that there was like a select few that I would go and read over and over. There was this one book that was a collection of Dr. Seuss-like books. I don't think they were all by, by Dr. Seuss. Like, Go Dog Go. Have you read oh, that I think one? I read that one. Yeah. And then another one, like, Are You My Mother is another one. Oh. I don't remember exactly well, was what she? the book was. No, well, eventually. Oh, okay, good. She was. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, but I would always read. Good for you. Yeah, I loved it. And what about... What about you? Well, for me, books. You know, I feel like my parents did a good job at encouraging us to read at a young age, but I was very good at not reading. <laughs> Professional not <laughs> <Yeah>. reader. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we were in the, the summer reading programs at the Carlsbad Library and other libraries, and that was always cool because it was a little incentive, and my mom would always give us incentives to read books, and my dad would always say, why don't you read a book whenever I'd say I was bored? And uh, let me try <laughs> that again. Oh, why don't you read a book? Oh, that, was I can't good. that was good. Sorry. Just the oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it's a good dad. Yeah, so I was always encouraged to read. But my my but I don't, I don't know how to put this. My short attention span and 
<laughs> and eagerness to try get outside other and be things. active. Yes, kind of. I, I I just didn't read a lot in yeah. high school, especially. Which is okay. Yeah, I mean, I I could read, and I always, whenever I had to read like out loud in class, I was always I always felt like, hey, you know what? I think people think I'm a I'm a good reader because I was pretty good reading out loud. Reading comprehension, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, and I never realized that with reading until I actually read the books that I had to read, that it's like there is so much enjoyment to get out of a book and out of storytelling and totally. out of like piecing things together in your own brain and being engrossed in the entire atmosphere of a story instead of just an hour and a half, you know, visual thing of it. Not saying that books are better than movies by any stretch. <laughs> There's just a different way of getting stories and for a person like me who likes to use their their imagination, books, I, I'm telling you, young Colton, you missed out. He, yeah, you did miss out. Hashtag missed out. And I wouldn't say I read a lot now, but <laughs> but we've read some. We have. Yeah. Yeah. We like to, um, well, and my favorite thing to do is to listen to books, um, audiobooks, while mm. I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. It's like my crafting thing. I craft and then listen to audiobooks. But um, that's something we do on car trips is we'll read a book while we're in a car trip or listen to a book, which is fun. Yeah, and it actually, this is what I'll say with, with podcasts and audiobooks, those make car trips go by much quicker. So much quicker. I love listening to music every now and then for car trips, but you can listen to like 20 songs and only be like two hours and you're like, oh, when's this trip over? You know, yeah. and it's like, are we there yet? Yeah, but I, I do love music. Uh, that's not a cheap shot at music. Music, you my boy. You good? All right. This is not a books versus movies versus mu- music. No podcast. music. Stay out of this. Ooh, that would have been good though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's no contest. Now, what about with movies? I know that you're a big Disney girl, a big Disney gal, if you will. You know it. Did you? grow up watching a lot of movies as a kid we, we had a ton of movies that was my dad would always go we had clean flicks and that's awesome he would go and grab movies all the time so probably one of my favorite movie genres right now is the 90s action slash comedy like not necessarily the comedy ones but the action 90s movies does that make sense is that a genre oh totally I'm making that one like, um it, well italian job was probably 2000s yeah, yeah. And Ocean's Eleven. But that that feel of movies is probably my favorite genre, and that's because my dad would always bring home those movies from Clean Flicks. Like and cellular. so we had, yeah, we had a huge collection of VHS Clean Flicks movies, and we would oh, always watch so them. Fun. I wish yeah, they didn't get rid of Clean Flicks. I liked Clean Flicks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. What about you? Movies? Do you like them? Let's <laughs> see. Growing up, though, I'm trying to think. Oh, growing up. I mean, we watched a lot of movies. We watched a lot of Disney movies growing up, and I always loved going to the movies. I found that that was just so much. Yeah, it was so much more popular back then because there were like movies that just don't get made anymore, and we'd go to see just random ones. You know what I mean? Super like for some random. reason, I always remember seeing What Lies Beneath in the movie theater. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't. It's I've never it's even like heard a thriller with. Um, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, you'd like it. But I remember, for some reason, that one sticks in my brain because I remember just the crowd was super into it. And then also our neighbor, Kelby, came in like 20 minutes into the movie. But he knew that we were there, so he came in and it was just really (laughs) sweet. (laughs) But I loved that. I loved going to a movie. And it was so fun to see movies like that. Just like it was a unique story instead of one of the remakes or one of the sequels that we're getting now, which are still great. But I just feel like it's kind of hard for studios to go all in on an action movie like that if it's not an established character um another thing that was really cool and i used to love doing is our parents would drop us off sometimes at the amc movie theater that we used to have it used to be right next you know the rubios by my parents house there used to be a movie theater right there so we'd go there did it turn into harbor freight or whatever i don't know what it is now i think that's it no, I it's like Pep Boys or something over there. I have no idea. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> Regardless, it's worse than a movie. Yes. Um, but I remember we got dropped off to see Finding Nemo one day, and it sold out. So we're like, oh, crud, what are we going to see? So we saw the Italian job. Oh. And it was awesome. Like, all Love of our kids, we like, all those kids, like, loved it. And it was just one of those things where it was just a fun, uh, a fun escape, if you will, you know? I will. Will you? I will. I will. And... 
that's what I'd say for me is why I, I prefer a movie over... Actually, you know what? Before I get into that, because I feel like we, it's not really necessary to pick who's better or what's better. But oh, you, what you we can so? do is talk about certain stories and what did it better kind of thing. I think and we'll yes. get to that later. But for you, Cassie, if you I think it has to be done on an individual basis. Yeah. Do you prefer to... I guess, are there movies that you've seen that you're like, I have to watch the book now? Or are there watch books the that you've book. read that like, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> are there movies I gotta that you've read? I got to watch this book. Oh, look, it's moving. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Are there, yeah, are there movies that you've seen that you're like, oh, I got to go out and read the book or vice versa, like a book you've read and you have to see the movie? My preference is to read the book first and get to imagine it in my own way and then go to the movie and see what the, um, what the director or whoever did with the movie. Because I, I enjoy being able to have the story be a surprise when I'm reading the book. I don't like putting in that much effort to already know the end, which is really silly. I agree, though. But I always prefer watching after. Are you usually disappointed? No, I feel like I'm a pretty easygoing movie watcher when I've read the book. Um, Just as long as it's not complete crap. Yeah, like uh, that one. Yeah, I'm I'm not even thinking of one that I was like so disappointed by. Troll 2? Yeah. The book was way better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about you? Watching watching or reading first? I don't think I've ever read a book before I've watched the movie. No? I'm trying to think if I have. Do you, do, when you watch a movie, do you think, ooh, I would love to read the book? No. No? Not ever. <laughs> All right. But, but now. He has no preference, ladies and gentlemen. That's just in. Let me tell you, my, my, my. My image, or <laughs> I don't even know. Darn it, darn my my lack of vocabulary. I should have been reading more. Should have been reading, young Colton. What my experience really has taught either. me, my outer experience, yes, is that I might enjoy reading some books of movies I've seen already. You know, yeah. Like before, I was just like, whatever. Like I always viewed it as like, oh, movies only take an hour or two hours to finish the entire story, whereas a book you have to commit hours and hours and. You got to have so much focus when you're doing it. I'm just like, ah, just it's just not for me. All that hard work pays off in the end. It's it just does. that much more of a twist. See, I didn't know that until I've actually until I actually read a real book, and I was like, oh yeah, it is kind of cool. It's really cool. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's different. Oh yeah, and it makes you smart. It definitely makes you smarter, Cassie. I learned. I learned what. Uh, uh, don't even know what I'm trying to say. You oh, learned. Fortnite. Fortnite is two weeks. A fortnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From reading, Half of a lunar from cycle. listening to uh, Shakespeare. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So, Cassie, let's talk about Colton. books, shall we? Let's talk about books. Let's get into the, the, the nitty gritty. Books, Since baby. books were here first, we're going to focus on those first. Now, Cassie has done a little bit of research on the history I've, of books. I've tried. Did some wikipedia That's all you need. Which is a verb. Yeah. Um, Colton, when do you think the first... Uh, well, okay, I don't actually know the answer to that question. Spitball here. Uh, <laughs> 3,200 BC? 3,200. Um, actually, one of the uh, first books or written literature is what I looked up, the history of literature. Because literature is just any form of writing that is meant to entertain or um, enlighten or instruct the okay. reader. So, so not have caveman you ever heard drawings? Of, yeah, not necessarily caveman drawings. Well, not, I guess Wikipedia didn't take those into account. Um, but in 2000 BC, there was something called the Epic of Gilgamesh. I think I've I heard of that. Which I feel like I've heard of. Was I don't know that if we had to read it. We might have had to read it. Princess Bride? Does he talk about it in Princess Bride? Um, I don't actually know. In Greenland, that guy. Yeah, I feel like. I don't know if he says that. Maybe. I feel like Gilgamesh was a was a place or something, and I don't know. Anyway, um, but that's from ancient Mesopotamia, and in did I already say what time it was from? Two thousand BC. Two thousand. Wow. Which is incredible. Um, and then it continues on. And have you heard of Homer? Oh, yes. The Odyssey, the Odyssey. And the Iliad. Yep. That's 8th century BC. Odyssey. So, obviously, there's a lot of other things that go on in between those two dates. But um, from some of the ones that I was just reading through, and I was like, oh, I've actually heard of that one. It's interesting to know those things because 
that's something that my mind can actually connect it to. I feel like most everyone read The Odyssey in school, right? Mm-hmm. Did you read The Odyssey? I did. Um, and then it goes on and it gives, um, what's another old book that you, that you can think of? Um, the Bible. Yeah, the Bible was another thing that was mentioned. Um, it said the Hebrew canon was solidified by about the third century BC. So that was still, um, that's when it was solidified. I made don't know it how made far, solid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how far back they actually have writings in the Bible because I am not that good. That would be good. At Bible history. Me neither. Yeah, that's something to study. Um, and then it continues on through the Middle Ages, and that's when the Romans kind of, um, and the Greeks went in and kind of were more involved in storytelling and whatever else. And they had their Middle Age crisis. Yep, Middle Age crisis. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting everything that I thought was interesting, obviously. No, this stuff is interesting, I think. Oh, this is one from the Islamic world. Uh, the Book of 1001 Nights, also known as Arabian Nights, <gasps> Aladdin. Um, that was in about the 10th century. And then something really important came in the early, I, th- I think it's called the early modern era. And that was the invention of the printing press. And that's when storytelling um, and written stories became way more accessible to everyone else. Man. Oh, I s- completely skipped the Renaissance. It's oh, that was, that, that was in the Renaissance. People would just read to them, right? Well, yeah, they would just have people read to them, or it was a lot of oral storytelling. People would remember the stories and tell them to each other. Or um, Those would be funny uh, to hear. They would be, but it was like memorized yeah, they stories. They would get it down, though. Yes, yeah. it was memorized. How cool. Yeah, and they would always have a lesson or a moral or something, or, which is fun. But that, that's something that I thought was interesting is that um, in, like, the Renaissance is when they started to um, include, uh, I believe it was when they started to include dialogue. Before okay. that, they had not had dialogue in storytelling before, which I feel like is something that's in almost every story we read now that's written in this time, right? Totally. They use that all the time, just like the interaction between characters. Um, But yeah, the printing press made it accessible to everyone. And then finally, in the early modern period, because the printing press was the Renaissance, and the early modern period was actually when Shakespeare and... um, Who? (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Um, And other writers became more well-known. Don Quixote was another one. That was a book. Um, Anyway... And then it came on to the modern period, and that's what we know today. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Cassie, in your own words, what makes a book, or what makes books special to you? Um, definitely it's, a, it's an escape. And I just love the thrill of, I feel like, my favorite books are always the ones that have the interesting twist. That you're like, oh, I couldn't believe, you know, can't like believe Hercule that Like Hercule Poirot? Hercule, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Who Done It, love a yeah. good Who Done It. Mm. Um, who had yeah, done it? Uh, everyone. Oh, it's always it's always spoiler. It's always the the, the maid. The maid. Oh. No, I don't know who it always is. He always changes. Colonel Sanders in the butler room. And that's that's <laughs> Agatha Christie. Wait. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They're just fun to read. That's good. Yeah. For me. Go ahead. I would say similar to what you said. They're they are truly a great escape and that that was one thing where i always preferred movies over it because i always thought i can really get immersed into it that's mainly because my brain was just passively i don't know intaking what was going on you know until that i feel like it wasn't until like high school late high school slash college years that i started to think when i was watching movies okay what's this trying to say and now especially i feel like i'm an active watcher of movies where I'm like that's going to mean something that's going to mean something and I try to piece it together each time I see it and that adds a lot to it and that's why I like movies so much but what I realize is that books do that amazingly well you know and it's pretty cool because it requires you to be an active participator instead of something you can't just I mean yeah you can do an audio book you can do an audio book and just kind of listen and not really try to piece it together. But when you're reading and you're trying to comprehend what's going on and trying to tie all the themes in together and just recognizing that all of the descriptions that they have, all the settings they have, and just anytime they 
like draw a point to. I, it's just interesting that a book is only a certain number of pages, and when they're putting in some of these details, so much of it is just everything's tying in together. So when you're it's actively thinking, not only is it really satisfying to get all the hints that were you know subtly added in there, but it also like I feel like it opens up your different. It gives you a different way of thinking. It kind of forces you to think differently. It does. And I feel like I always learn something new from, well, just like what you were saying is that they, they have a story that they're trying to tell and they have some kind of moral or something. And anytime I read a book or even usually when I watch a movie, not always, I feel like I'm not very good at watching movies and analyzing it while I watch. But when I read books, I feel like I come out with new knowledge of some sort, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. That's so cool. And that's, that's with any storytelling as well. This is kind of going off what you said, is that um, the author, um, whether it be the writer of the script or the screenplay or the writer of the book, um, takes deliberate um, time and steps to figure out exactly what they want to put in that story, whether it be something that adds to the setting or the character or some kind of description they're not throwing things in there for no reason i'm sure there's authors out there that do that but then they get edited out probably yeah this doesn't add anything exactly so interesting it is interesting it's cool to think about that and it's so much fun i was just thinking this one because again we do like the audio books but then also we'll read to each other and you know, my sister Eliza, shout out, has written books that we've read. And Kirsten has written books, sister shout in-law. out, sister-in-law, that we've read. And it's just really cool to, I don't know, just like now that I actually, I feel like there's more skin in the game for me to read these books. Because it's like, oh, these are like people that I know. I know these people. I want to see that's what from, it's like. That's from my, that's, yeah. But it's so I know cool. this person. It's so cool to just to think about brain. the fact that like, I, there's just so many different branches of a story in a book and it's just so intimidating i can't i I can't believe that they're able to pull it off because you know where i would say like one thing that's always been hard for me for books i guess is is keeping that level of focus especially when i was younger because i wanted to go outside or go do something or want to watch tv hashtag spongebob um but anyway (laughs) but when i was reading i was just i just never thought that the hours put in would be Hours well spent, yeah. Because I was like, ah, this is kind of boring. In the introduction of books are always just like, we're trying to build this world. We're trying to describe everything to you. And I always would just get, I would never get past like the third chapter of books. (laughs) You know, that was my thing. Lose focus. I'd read three chapters and be like, this is so boring. And then I would just read certain paragraphs and just like speed read through Did you have any books that you were able to read past the third chapter? Were there like books that you actually did love to read? So my mom gave me an incentive to read, um, what's it called? Treasure Island. Oh. And that one took me a long time to read. And I remember she said like she'd buy me a video game or something like that. And I remember I told her I was, like, almost done with the book. And then they tested me on it. They're like, well, what is this chat? I, I wasn't even close to being done with the book A little liar. I did end up finishing it. But I remember, like, they were asking me about a certain chapter in it. And I was like, oh, I think it's about this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was way off. It was the Ebb Tides was the chapter. I remember even the name of the chapter. But anyway. <laughs> did you later find out what the Ebb Tides was about? Yeah, but I don't remember what it is now. Yeah. I wish it would have stuck with me. I think it was That's like right. him sneaking back onto the ship, if I remember right, but I'm not positive. Potentially. I've never anyway, but Treasure Island was actually really cool. And it was one of those ones where I, like, when I finally finished it, it took me like over a year probably, just because I would only read it during like reading time at school. And I just wouldn't read it outside like of 10 school. 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, so it was just... And because back then I wasn't a great reader, you know? It was just something where I didn't have any interest in it and... I just never looked at it in that way because I was a very imaginative kid. I'd run around in my backyard just playing by thing. myself and yep. making up stories in my head. Which is what James says now. But was with reading, it's just it's such a commitment. And if you don't have that level of focus and you can't visualize, like you can't see where it's going to be taking you or you can't appreciate how enjoyable it's going to be at the beginning, I feel like it's hard to, to dive right in. You know, a movie you know visually if it doesn't grip you in the first couple of minutes it's probably like the same thing or if it doesn't Typically. if the story doesn't get you for it or the actor doesn't or something 
So it's kind of like true. that for me, where it's like when I start out, and our boys in the boat. I read that one too. That one I did. You ever read that one? I didn't. It's interesting. Did you my like dad. It? Uh, yeah, this was after. This is like after my mission. I read that one, but it was good. But it was the same thing. Like it took me a while, to, a while like, to get, get into, into this. It. I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go. But then it, towards the end, it started getting satisfying. Um, so that's the thing about books is it's not only that it's just a huge commitment with time, but it is a lot of commitment up front with being like, this is going to pay off. And for somebody who's impatient like me, it's hard to be like, okay, this is necessary that we're building every single aspect of the story. But then when you get into it, it's just like, okay, yeah, this like this matters. Now I care about these characters and now I can visualize what's it, going on. It always uh, takes time. Speaking of like the visualizing part of it, do you find that you put yourself in the book a lot? Like, are you the main character if it's a girl? No. No? Really? I don't do that. I always do that. That's funny. Or like some version of me. <laughs> Only if it's, it's a guy me, or but it's not it's me. A girl. Like if I die, it's Coltino. Not me. <laughs> somebody else. Wait, I meant somebody else. Uh, no, that's not actually <laughs> me. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Yeah. No, I don't think that I do. I think I. That's interesting. No, you are very imaginative, and so that's something that I. Well, what do you I don't do? Do you do. do you visualize the image? You do. Kind huh? of. Not really. I'm trying. You don't like cast. You don't cast the people. Like, oh yeah, this is what's her name, and this is uh, what's his. Name. I don't, and that's probably why movies aren't really? disappointing to me when I go to them. After I don't have, I I think I'm more about the. The wording, the phrasing. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't ever thought about like what I actually do when I'm reading a book. That that's part of what I love about reading a book, though, is that I can passively sit back and not have to sit and imagine and think about what I want to becoming next. Or whatever. I know that's just not necessarily what you do. You I let it going. take me wherever. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just get the satisfying ending of figuring out. What, I don't know. Well, my way that's of doing it definitely comes from my my love of movies because it does. I like to see it visually, but that's a good. That's interesting. And I do want to ask. You we'll ask the listeners out there. I, I invite you to please send in an email outerexperiencepodcast at gmail when you're reading a book. Do you visualize what's going on in the story, or and do you find that the words are sufficient for you to latch on to everything? Because I'm a visual. You I'm an audio guy, though, too. Yeah. I don't know. My memory, You've I feel like, is mix. more audio than Your visual. Your memory is more audio, but um, you, when you're looking for entertainment, you like watching movies more than you like For now. Books, Who so knows? I maybe like when I get older, I may get better at reading. Maybe I'll prefer the other way. It's all about finding the right book, too. And that's what's so cool. It is all about finding so many books. So many books. There is a phenomenal YouTube video about books that I watched the other day. I know it's kind of funny. I watched a video about books. But this (laughs) guy explored all these different libraries throughout the world and talked with a lot of professors. There was a guy who was like a reading comprehension professor. There was the fastest reader in the world. There was a writer. All these different areas of literature and stuff like that. And I thought it was so interesting and so inspiring because he's like, there are so many stories out there. And his challenge was like, just make the time, take the time like a half hour a day. If you take like a half hour a day, not only is your reading comprehension going to get better, but you're going to get through like, what I forgot how many books it was, but it was like 20 something books a year. You know, you can really Sounds. cover a lot of ground. But again, for me, it was always intimidating because was, I was always just like, it was going to take me forever. Yeah, and then sometimes when I would read, I'd read for like an hour, and I'd just be burnt out. And I'm like, this hasn't gotten anywhere. We're in chapter two, and I still don't know what we're doing <laughs> I don't doing know if I'm going to make it to chapter three in what this one. What are we one. doing here? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so that's what I would say. And I think another negative aspect of books for me, or another reason why I wasn't a huge fan of them, was just because it was required in school. And anything that was associated with school taking away your free time after rebel. school was always something that bugged me. I did oh. my homework. I always did my homework. Just but it drove me crazy. Reading. I was like, I'm not going to spend two hours reading this book and when I can go on. And it always was significantly longer. It, it takes oh, it took forever me a long to time. read the books. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, again, hindsight, if I would have been like, all right, but this is going to teach me something for my life, man. Instead of this is just something I had to do for a class, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Um that's what I'm kind of excited about the uh, the church program they announced. I think that's cool. That's Where really it's like cool. it's your thing. You what, you, what do you, you want to do? Yeah. You know, this is not an assignment. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what like I because I, I never really got into just reading for fun because again I just was and that the thing is and you know humble brag here we were pretty active as kids like we had a lot of friends in our neighborhood we had a lot of 
friends growing up, and I'm not saying people who read don't have that, but I'm just saying like there was always something to do, and in that big busy house, there was always something to get distracted yes. by, and I you preferred the distractions. So that would be my my reasons for not latching on to books and reading was because it was a mandatory part of school, and it, because it was tough to get through the start of the book. That was always the hardest part for me was the first Getting couple of chapters. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah. But for you, Cassie, what do you say are some of the, we've kind of talked about this already, but what would you say are some advantages of reading a book versus watching a movie? There's always more to the story, obviously, because they have more time to put in more details. Develop the characters. Develop the characters, yes. Um, I think that it allows you to make some judgments of your own, I feel like that a movie doesn't allow you because it's both audio and visual, they will put in something and then it's solidified in what it is. Whereas with a book and words only, there are definitely interpretations that can be made, I think. I like that, yeah. Um, well, especially when you think about acting. Yes. Where it's like, oh man, they miscast this actor. And that can ruin a movie. It, it really can, yeah. Which, I, yeah, I don't... Know if I, yeah, I'm fine bringing this up. Twilight, I feel like, was very miscast. There we go. That's fair. Cheap shot. Phew, jeez. I'm just kidding. I, I did fair. enjoy those books. I read those. Who things. do you think was miscast? Do you think Christian Stewart was? Both of them and Robert Pattinson. He is not like a... He, He's Batman. Well, he will be Batman. Which is, yeah, I hope that he does well, but he just was not an... See, Edward my issue character. with those books, or I didn't read the books, but those movies... I only saw the first one. I was not watching the other ones. <laughs> See, and I wasn't going to, but then someone I knew was like, no, we have to watch the second one. It just came out. And I was like, this is a waste of my time. Oh, yeah. Well, I just thought it the wasn't directing awful. wasn't good. It wasn't good. It, it could have really been boring. so much better. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they're both good. competent actors and, and good actors. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about Kristen Stewart, I but think I think she Robert Pattinson's she getting been really fine. good. I, I did not like him as he was just creepy. He was creepy in that. And it was but not, I think that's it, a directing problem, I think. Just because they like had that weird stuff when she been. walks into the room and he like does the shiver and it's like, ooh, like, oh, I can smell her, you know? Weird. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. And then yeah. there's the, yeah, he had a lot of weird visual parts, but maybe not. Who knows? He's, anyway. he's better than I'll ever be. But yeah. it was just one of those things where. I think that's where that one went awry for me, where I was like, uh, <laughs> if, if the book is this bad, it. I'm not going to read it. Did you like the books? I did like the books. Cool. They got they got a little less I mean, don't get that fun. popular I feel by like accident. they came out near the end of high school, and then I found other books, and I, I don't think I actually finished reading them. Yeah. Well, that actually kind of leads third. into the Twilight thing, kind of leads into a next question we can ask is, what, what do you find is lacking in a book versus movies. I'll start with this one because I yeah, think it's obvious. Ahead. Cinematography, I think, is of a course. huge part. Because one thing I love, and again, in the years that I've gotten, I got more into analyzing movies, is when a director or cinematographer can really portray like an emotion or add tension to a scene just by using the camera a certain way. And it's Agreed. really cool. There's like there's phenomenal directors out like David David Fincher's a really great visual director there's a movie called seven that he did he's the guy who did fight club too but in seven it's really cool because there's like they take like these scenes or let's take one that everyone probably knows the dark knight we'll That's take great. christopher nolan because i think he's phenomenal at this too but the the scene with the joker in batman just like the use of the camera in that one where they're talking in the the interrogation room and it's just really cool how he like is able to make it like a really tense moment and he, every yes. time the Joker's on on film, you're like kind of uneasy, and it's not by accident. It's not just because Heath, Heath Ledger is a phenomenal actor, and that's part of it. But there's also like a lot of shots where they're blocking a lot of different things with him, and you're just like, it, it just designed to make you feel uneasy, which is really cool. And it does it so well, and that's what I think is so cool about movies is the cinematography. But then I also love to see, you know, like of course the performances, the costume designs and special effects for action movies you know i don't yes. feel like and then the car blew up in a book is as exciting as a car really blowing really up. blowing up and being able to see <laughs> it or the fighting writing. the fighting <laughs> the things in books are never really that interesting i'm not really a person that's into action in movies anyway but i thought you said 90s action movies were your favorite no no the the fighting and 
parts oh, that's of it. Thing. Yeah. You just like the well, the fast the driving and adventure the adventure movies. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. What would you say? That's great. I guess for I mean being because you read more than I do. What would you say is something where you're like, yeah, I guess movies do have this advantage over I books. I think what you're bringing up, which is important, is in acting, or I guess just as humans, we respond and can feel things when watching another human, if that makes sense. Um, the way that they portray things using facial expressions and body language and things like that is a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that it's hard to write into a book and it can, it's always possible, but it takes a lot of words and instead of, it takes a lot of words to say something that could happen very quickly in a movie. Yeah, very true. If that makes sense. Maybe pages for just a split second. Potentially. Not a split second, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. That, maybe but they're trying to convince. But, but yes. that's that's another cool part about mo books, though, is I feel like they have the advantages. If they if can it's take the time the to narrator really too, it. they can explain like the emotional things behind it. Yeah, that's true. Where you get into the thoughts of the person. Yeah. Whatever else, but again, there's something more to be said about the learning that you get <laughs> from being able to see someone on screen. Yeah. Or see someone. Yeah. And so you're a big audiobook fan. When, would you, when did you start listening to audiobooks? Is that something you've been doing for a while? Um, when I was working as a, uh, at a sewing factory in Rexburg during college, um, it was extremely boring. And so I started listening to the free audiobooks through... Overdrive? I, I believe it was Overdrive. Or there's another one called, like, not Audible either. There's another app where you can listen to them for free. Cool. Um, you probably can on Overdrive. But anyway, that's when I started listening to audiobooks, and it's just a great way to pass the time. It makes everything go by much quicker, especially when you're doing something that's all very... When you're doing something, because I notice you do audiobooks when you're sewing, do you still retain a lot of the story and a lot of the development stuff, or do you ever have to go back and like, oh, I have to listen to this again because I did not see that coming? As long as I am doing something that I've done before... Or like it's something that I'm doing a lot of, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm just straight lines or repetitive yeah. things I've already done this before. Then yes, I'm able to retain it all. But I definitely have to step back every once in a while and rewind back through. Interesting. Yeah. Or any books that you've read ever, really, that you would love to be made into a movie? Yes. Um, most recently, we read a book called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. It was a an amazing book. I absolutely loved it. Um, very different story. Not different. I don't know. It was like Agatha Christie meets Groundhog's Day. It was really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, that one was really good. Are they and making a movie like that? Have you done research, research? I haven't researched it. That's one it thing up. that, along with the the remakes and the sequels, is also book adaptations. Which is fun. I guess the teen Usually. ones are kind of dying out. Like the, the book yeah, like uh, um, what's the Hunger Games? Hunger Games. Sorry, I was thinking Mockingbird. But I was like, I don't feel it. like they're dying out. There's other. There was another. Well, I guess that phase of them, like the PG thirteen really big blockbustery ones, Harry Potter and Hunger Games, and, and they had Divergent. Maze Run, that one died. Maze, Maze Runner. Runner that was I think they did do that one, but Divergent they didn't finish. I don't think they didn't finish that series. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him, though. Some other really great books, though, would be Ocean's Eleven, which I don't think is a book. I wasn't positive. That'd we tried awesome. to look it up a lot. Um, that trilogy would be really fun books. Oh, and yeah. then um, Italian Job, obviously. That one's just Those would be fun movie. books. I, they have such a good ensemble cast in that one. That would be fun. They do. I think the, this is an obvious one for me, but the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, I think, would of be course. really cool books. Because I feel like it would give a better representation of Gotham the city. And... Just because you have to explain the setting in more detail in books. You, do. you have time to do it, really. You do. And that's something even that I feel like comic books, in a way, can get to, but it's not quite the same as writing it out in a long What's book, interesting, because if you've ever read, because there was a Star Wars book I read that was in between episode one and episode two. That one I remember, too, because that one was really cool and really easy to read. Of course, it was something that I was really passionate about at the time and still you am. Knew. Of course. But. What's cool is when they do those, they release those books 
from movies like the force awakens book apparently had more information on like who snoke was or where he came from kind of stuff really and, yeah like different things like that and usually the books do that they add something Extra. to the movie which is cool which is cause they just don't have the time constraint you know it's they like don't. okay let's like dissect this idea to where we feel it's necessary instead of just kind of move along from it but that's also a nice thing with the movie is it kind of leads it up to your interpretation of like okay, like, what is this? Or what do I think it means? Or what is it? You know what I mean? It's fun to be able to think of your own. You could do that in books, too, of course. But it just you it can. does have a little bit le- more than just the surface level of things going on. Um, and, of course, you know, one thing that's really cool about books is that some of these stories are ancient. Like you said, the Odyssey. And yes. just the fact that they keep using that same story structure. The hero's journey story structure has been around for thousands and thousands of years that's just how we tell stories yeah and every movie has a way some to do kind it of story some kind of structure yeah that's what's fun is when someone can write a successful story without one of those story structures blatantly obvious yeah oh yeah you can definitely hide it and mask it and it's kind of like more of a tragedy or something like that but one thing that's cool too is that like so many modern day movies are based on old shakespeare stuff do yes, you have like a are. favorite modern day shakespeare adaptation, adaptation. we talked about this um, is that one your favorite? So I, She's the man. She's the man is really funny. <laughs> that That's one is really good. That's what, what we were talking about, right? Twelfth night. We talked about that yeah. one, and then um, Pride and Prejudice, the Pink well, Bible yep. version. That one's good. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, what out of ice cream? <laughs> chug, 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 chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's great. So great. What about well, you? Lion what are King? some other? The Lion King. The Lion King's Hamlet. huge. Is that right, Hamlet? Uh huh. And trying to think of a bunch of other ones that I'm forgetting. There's the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. I like the ones that take the story into like, a, oh, no, just kidding. That's There's so many movies that are like that, though. But there was that one movie that we watched with um, Amanda the Bynes Snow as White well. One. The Snow White one, yeah. Yeah, what's it called? The Sally White? No, it's Sydney not called White. that. Sydney, Sydney is that White. what it's called? Uh-huh. The movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I liked that one. It was basically Snow White's story, but for college girl. Yeah, it's She, like, cute. moves in with, yeah, like, Sydney these White. seven dorks. Seven dorks, isn't that what yeah. they call them? Yeah, the seven dorks. <laughs> so it's it's obvious while you're watching yeah. it, but it's, like, But it's still little, fun. Yeah. I like that. Dorky adaptation. And I like how, like, a lot of episodes will do the same thing where they're going to, like, yeah, like, this is, like, kind of a Shakespeare story that we're reinterpreting. Or Wizard of Oz is a big one and stuff like that. It's just fun. Those are It those is are cool. fun. Ten um, Things I Hate About You is apparently... Oh, yeah, that's Shakespeare's Ten Things I Hateth About Thou. <laughs> <laughs> about thee. <Whatever. laughs> Thine stench is horrible. <laughs> Thine... Is it really, though? <laughs> oh, it might be. Something. It might Because he did write that, um, the the one about his wife. It's Thine supposedly, booty is awful. It's supposedly about his wife. What is, whatever that poem, but it's not called a poem. A sonnet. He wrote oh. a sonnet about his wife, about how much he doesn't like her. So apparently, maybe. Do you like Shakespeare? Shakespeare has he he has a very large influence. Catalog. I think. Uh, yeah, catalog is oh, a yeah. good thing, the and influence. he's influenced a lot of other stories and writing and other things. I appreciate him, but he's not someone that I. I honestly enjoyed reading Shakespeare in high school the most. When did we had you? reading assignments. And because, because did you growing read up it reading alone, scriptures. Did you, guys, did you guys read through it like as a class? Like did well, you read I through always the felt script? like my comprehension was good with with Shakespeare. Because and it's because of scriptures. Because yeah. there's a lot of like metaphors Be they use or a lot of just yes. like out there stuff. It's like that's what he's saying. And I liked being able to distinguish myself of the class and being like <laughs> I know, I know what, what this means. Yeah. See, in, in growing up in Idaho, I was not Everyone, distinct. Yeah. Everyone knows. And it came to pass. <laughs> oh. I know what that means. <laughs> Everyone Do you does. know? No, All right, well, let's move over to the movies. Challenger movies. So I didn't really do too much research on the history of film, but movies have been around I mean, I didn't since I- 1895, I think, was like when the first like actual recorded movie was made i think it was in i'd have to double check i think it's 1895 but like the early ones there's like that really famous did you ever see that one the trip to the moon the really creepy like scene of the the moon with the face and it the has like a thing, thing in it i saw that isn't it isn't that in um 
Sing in the Rain or something. There's oh, it's like got to be. References to it. They reference this I've all the time because it's one of the first movies ever. Yeah, so I've a Trip to the it. Moon by George Jorge Melis. I can't. That's terrible. But anyway, so it's the crazy thing to think about is it's not that old. It's not. You know, that's like what people live like. You know, I, I met someone who was a hundred years old the other day. Oh, you did? That guy was close to the inception of movies, you know, like when he was born. When you think about they, it, they were very a couple old people at that ago. time. Yeah, a couple people. Ago. <laughs> well, when you think about it in that way, because sometimes yes. when you think like, oh, it's been over a hundred years, it's couple like that's long, but it's like, oh, it's only a couple lifetimes ago, you know. That's true. That's not that crazy, and so it's such a new medium, and it's interesting to see how it's progressing even today. Especially with the long-form storytelling today. That's where I think it's going, especially with like the miniseries. Instead of having movies that are an hour and a half to two hours or three hours, they're going to make miniseries. That's why all these, you know, a lot of these companies are doing the streaming stuff. I think they're going to take a lot of advantage of that and go for like hours and hours. Yes. Because I think people do have the comprehension to retain long-form storytelling, and I think we do enjoy that. Yeah. And we enjoy being a part of that. I agree. So it's interesting to see that it still is evolving. Like, when you watch a movie, what we watched, what's it called? Um, what's the movie we watched last week? Uh, we watched, like, five. The Talks one, the phone. Oh, one. Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk from the 70s, right? I have no idea. It's either it was the made. 70s or I the feel 60s. Like it was older. Yeah, but it was a Pillow Talk it is the movie. It was originally black and white. It's I a like great it. comedy. 1959, not bad. 1959, okay, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know why I thought the 70s. <laughs> well, the 70s you said the 70s or 60s. But we watched it, and, and you just see how different movies were back then. And it's fun. Those ones, I, even, I actually really like that movie. It was really funny. Not even taking into account the effects and whatever else, but how the storytelling goes. And yeah. the different things that they add in. And well, the, the technology now, too. And then yes. going back to, I think, one of my favorite elements of movie making, which is the cinematography. Whereas those movies, it was more like a play. They'd have they'd have was. a set camera and they'd have you walking around the stage doing your lines and you know, it was always really fun and it was really creative because they had to be funny and charming and a lot of these actors like in the movie Pillow Talk were, but it's just not like that's just not how movies are made anymore. It's not. You know, you have to be in there. You have to be moving around constantly and you have to keep. Well, people they use they use the camera in different angles to tell part of the who's story. dominating this part. You know, who's intimidated here. It, it's just interesting to do that and it's. It is. It's cool. But then about on the downside of that is some movies like we saw Godzilla, the new one. And I was like literally counting like every time there was a new shot, it was like two or three seconds. And it was like exhausting. It really was. It was just every second they were changing the shot. And I'm like, it was just hard to just watch let, it us, anyway. let, let it linger for like a second. Just a because little Because I bit like longer. it when it's a little bit longer. But, you know, because it lets the actors do their thing. And anyway, but it's interesting to see like movies as far as you know how long they've been around and how much they're still evolving and we're still trying to figure out exactly you know i, I guess but that's cool that it's always evolving books are the same thing but they are know, in their have been own around way for so 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 long i'm curious if it was different the, yeah where they had to like figure out how long could i write for someone to actually read this whole thing you know what i mean how big can this book be the yeah. novels well, people couldn't novels read as actually they were, so that was a they huge couldn't. thing yeah novels as they are is is a modern thing yeah they were not a thing oh back good point then. i wonder when, when it was, was the more inception poems of novels, you know? and i think i think like the bible was like one of the biggest compilations but it's all so it's all added together everyone's own works interesting i think early 1900s i think it's either 18th or 19th century i have no idea Interesting. i looked it up on wikipedia and i don't have that anymore so and you know we talked about some of the advantages of books over movies and we'll talk about you know movies over books and i think the biggest one is just that it's mass appeal that it's it's easier to watch a movie than to read a full book it is because again you don't have to be actively participating but however i feel like when you are actively participating there is a lot of different elements that can be put into a movie, especially if it's yes. a good movie. Where there, I mean, I'm always a huge fan of like subtlety. In my opinion, with especially these big time movies, is that these people are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. That's why it's interesting to watch like film critics or read reviews, and you're just like, okay, there are thousands of people working on these movies, and it's they are they are intentionally putting, you know 
this much money into this shot. There is a reason that shot is there, and it's not just because and oh, into this the is kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like yes, and into the writing of it as well. That someone oh, yeah. takes the time beforehand, not just someone, but typically with these huge movies, a lot of people work together to write the script. Oh yeah, well you got to write the script, and then you got to get your costume design. Costume design. You got set to design. Set, yeah, set design. You got makeup design. The actors are practicing all their stuff and getting the emotions, all the beats, all Prop right. Prop design. There's just so much to it. And Sorry. that's what's so cool about it. Prop design. Hair design. <laughs> Hair design. Nose design. <laughs> Ears. No, but that's what's so cool about movies is that, and books have this too, though, is that there's so much to it. And there's so much, so many different ways of looking at it and appreciating it. And I think that's fun. Now... A huge advantage I'd say that movies do have over books as well is the score or the music. Oh, having music. Yeah. Sometimes it can Agreed. be distracting in movies, but other times it's like that's what makes Adds the movie. so much. Yeah. I love listening to certain movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, the music in it. Soundtrack. That's well, I mean, there was that really cool thing Pirates going on that we're, we're still considering to go to next week. Uh, actually, probably not because it's expensive. But the Boise Philharmonic is doing... Empire Strikes Back, and they're going to have the movie playing with the full orchestra playing Live the music orchestra. along with it. We, I that's feel like cool. that's something we have to go to. I know, but it's expensive. It's like 40 or 50 bucks a person. Worth it, right? Email us. Tell know. us if it's worth Tell it. Tell us if it's worth it. Outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. You got a lot of things. We'll see if about. anyone emails us. Thomas isn't in the country, so Uh-oh. I don't think he'll email <laughs> us. <laughs> He's the only one who emails. Um, so yeah, that's something great about movies. Um, what are some of your favorite movies that were made from books? Favorite movies made from books. Um, the Help. The Help. One of my favorite movies. Did you read the book movies. before you saw the movie? I did not. That okay. one was one where I read the book after I watched the movie. Cool. Some other ones. Lord what of what the about Rings. you? Lord of the Rings. For Lord you. of the Rings is a huge one. Um, let's see what else. There's so many. There are so many. Shawshank Redemption. Was made from a from story. A short story, yeah. From like what is it? Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, I think. Uh, any most any Disney movie Steven, is based yeah, off Stephen of a, a fairy tale or something else. Oh yeah, there's tons, but yeah, I'd say Lord of the Rings is just the first one that comes to mind because I feel like that one they just knocked out of the park. Um, what movie, if it doesn't already exist as a book, would you like to be made into a book? Did we already ask this? We did because I said the Dark Knight stuff. Movie? No, we said we said book to a movie. We did. Yeah. I I said Dark Knight. Oh yeah, we, we did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Maybe we did yeah, talk we about might that. be confused. We are confused. Um, confusing people. What movie would you like to be made into a book? Oh yeah, we did say that. I said Ocean's Eleven. Okay. We did. Okay. Is there a, is there a book that you, we already said the books to movies too? Huh? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now we're gonna. So we talked about each of them separately. Movies. But now books. we're gonna go into certain books and movies and compare. What's better, the book or, or the, the movie. movie? And we got a list here. We do have I say we can kind of pound through as much as we can until it feels like it's getting boring. All right, deal. All right. Um, we'll do one that we recently read slash watched, and it is The City of Ember. Kind this of a was random one, one. that we read or listened to on our way to Utah. I don't know where we were going. We listened to it, and then we watched the movie. I definitely think the, the book is better. The book is better. Yep. The movie was made probably by a smaller production company. I have no idea, but it has... What I will say is that there were moments of the movie where I was like, this is exactly what I thought the city would look like. They did a great job with the It's about a city underneath the ground. It's about a city inside the earth, and there's no sun. And I feel like the set design was actually pretty good. It is a really fun book. Oh, yeah. It's it's a probably children's book. I feel like it's... it's No, that's why it was easy. (laughs) Fifth grade book? I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, that was a cool one. But I I would say the book was more enjoyable. Agreed. All right. Uh, oh, these ones were recent. And this is such a big one. This is a good one to talk about. But the Harry Potter books. The Harry Potter movies. books. So I was always, I, I, I watched all the movies, never read the books, only got through The Boy Who Lived, which is the first chapter of the first <laughs> book. <laughs> you didn't even make it to chapter three? <laughs> no, because I remember the first time I tried reading, I was reading in the car. That's another oh, disadvantage for reading is in the you car. You cannot read can't in the car. can't do it. So I never, I never got Enter through Enter audiobooks. Enter audiobooks. And we listened to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and then the Chamber of Secrets. And I will say the books are way better than the movies. Agreed. The movies are great. There's not even a question. The movies are great. The and they remind me of Christmas, fun. which is nice. They do. The movies the music's were fun great. to be able to watch 
Um, just Watch to it come see, to life. Yes, they did a great job creating Hogwarts, and uh, most of the characters were very well picked. Yes. Which I appreciated. They did a really good job casting. Especially Weasley. Weasley, the Weasleys, Ron. Ron Weasley. He did a great job. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, and they all do fine. And what's his name got better towards the end, but Daniel Radcliffe was pretty rough in the first couple. He was fine. I actually really like him, and he's actually I did. pretty great now. He never bothered me. I feel like I feel like people had problems with him, but I didn't I had really some care. Problems with him. No I, I, it also I was something that I, I was think he's watching. A it. Actor now. Yeah, I was watching it when I was younger anyway, so I just didn't care. It was just fun to see the movie brought to life. Obviously, there were differences that weren't fun or, you know, that bothered me because the books are but just so incredible. And coming out right around Christmas, too, I always loved them because it just that music reminds it's me of fun. Christmas time. That's like true. Going there with my cousins to watch the new Harry Potter movie. But what I will say is when we were reading the books, there is so much detail lost in the movies. She has created a very amazing world. And it's so fun. So fun. That's the thing is it feels more like you're in Hogwarts when they're talking about the importance of the House Cup in like everything that they do. And, and then you're just like, oh, I'm like rallying behind my team here. Like, come on, let's yes. get there. The big reveals that she had as well were so much more satisfying when you have read through and put in the time and commitment of four or five or six or seven books. Oh, when yeah. you put in all that commitment and it comes to the end of that, the sixth book I think is the one of the biggest reveals and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't oh, even yeah, believe that. Snape, I would have never spoiler. seen this coming. Yeah. Yes, if you haven't <laughs> already figured that out, yes. About <laughs> no, ten and plus or something. Just oh yeah, so no, satisfying. That, that was that. Those are books that I can definitely understand when people were saying like, "Oh, the book was better." It's like, "Oh man, yeah, the book is really fun." Yes, and that's just an adventure that's so much more enjoyable when it's it's so much more immersive because there's so many details and like it feels like you just can visualize everything about. But that being said, like the set design in the movies were good. They were. That castle's awesome, and Harry Potter World is awesome at Universal. So, it really is. Know. It's fun. So Harry Potter is a great one, but yeah, we'd say go books on that one. For sure. You already talked about this one, but just a quick recap of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, think? honestly, in my opinion, I'd say the movies. But that's just because for my seventh grade brain, The Fellowship of the Ring was a really difficult read because Tolkien adds so much depth and world building, but he doesn't explain it all. So there's this guy named he Tom Bombadil the in the book, and he is not in the movies, and he is like a, like some godlike character in the origins of like Middle Earth. But like it just goes it went way over my head in seventh grade. I'm like, why is this dude singing into a tree? What am I what am I getting here? What is this adding to? And I'd <laughs> already seen the, the movie, so I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Where are they gonna where are they gonna start fighting people? And then when they like finally started fighting people like the in the mines of Moria, it's like then he shot this orc and then he chopped this one and then they ran. And it's like this was like a 25-minute fight scene <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Like, I need more action. It's funny to see what different authors take as a priority as well. Well, the thing is, is like the world building that Tolkien did and so many of these other authors did is like amazing. So if you're a real Tolkien fan and you actually read and were able to comprehend it, I read it at the wrong time. I feel like maybe if I read it now and like kind of just appreciated everything that's going in, but they were, man, that was a tough one. And that was actually one I read. That was the one I was like, when I finished it, I was like, that's the most, I was most proud to like be like, I, I finished actually read that Lord book. of the Rings. But it was so you guys hard. Read books? It took oh, me a long yeah. time. Oh, have, have I read have a I book? Read a book. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> but like it did pick up, and I know that I didn't finish the rest of the series, but Return of the King, I remember reading because they had like a huge battle scene that lasted like 20 something pages. And it was just like, oh, now it's getting there. So like there's a lot to those books and I can appreciate it, but it was very intimidating. And the movies, I think, don't take away from the world building, but they don't distract from it either. Like it's a very, very well-made movies. All three of them, in my opinion, are some of the best, some of my favorites of all time. When it still feels They're epic impressive. in scale without needing to bring Explain up random characters pages. that feel kind of distracting. Not saying that that's what the book did, but just no, when well I was reading it, that's what it felt like. As a seventh I grader, yeah. That. I wonder if you would appreciate it in a different sense totally. reading it now. Well, I think you have to read like all of his stuff to really appreciate everything. I mean, there's so much to it, too. It's a lot of commitment. Oh, yeah. But it's passionate one of those about where his if you art, commit though. to it and you get into it, there's so much more to enjoy, and I can I, I respect that. I respect Agreed. you, Stanley. 
leading into holes. holes. Almost <laughs> everyone, <laughs> right? Right. Who do you know that has not read <laughs> Holes and watched it in school? A two suits, two tokens in hand. Got no respect because I'm the new man. The new man. Got my shovel, shoes full of sand. Check out the tag. The, the name is Caveman. I could do the whole song probably. No, I don't know. You were A R M P to the T. What, what is, is that, that? you smelling, smelling dog? dog? That's me. I don't, I don't take showers and I don't, don't brush my teeth. teeth. All I do is dig holes, eat in and sleep. sleep. Oh. There is no pain. There is no gain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't All right. Do it. Four minutes later. <laughs> if we're counting the rap, I'd say the Holes movie wins. Yeah. I didn't. I read the book in fourth or fifth grade. And we think read it, it yeah, as we, a class. I think I read it in fifth grade. Well, and then I got to do it again with um, my uh, student teaching oh, class. Yeah. So which that was, was really that fun. was pretty cool because I actually did remember a lot of the book because it was really pretty easy, re- easily easy to comprehend too. And the movie follows pretty accurately along with it the book. It does. That's what I loved. Like the part where he drives the truck into one of the holes. Like I was like, I think I know what's going to happen here. But like, again, my fourth grade brain and my retention wasn't great because it was Camp Green Lake was the camp that they were <laughs> yes. at. But like I thought you there was connect. a Green Lake there. <laughs> I don't remember him saying like there was no water there in sight. There used to be. <laughs> I know, but I was like. <laughs> Is was like, he driving through the yeah. lake? <laughs> That's cute. But anyway, that part I do remember. I was like, oh, he's going to drive into a hole at this part. And it then when it happened, I was like, oh, my goodness. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I <laughs> think that's I think that's one where the movie enhances the book and the book enhances the movie. It's not anything oh, yeah. takes away from the other. And that it's such like a LaBeouf tight story, and him. it's so cool how it like all comes together with Hector Zeroni and his family and stuff. I, I just think that's such so a cool. Good, yeah. And the movie did a good job with that. I thought it did a great job. I'm sure people have complaints, but I loved it. I loved it too. I like Shia too. Agreed. Shia's a good guy. Um, let's talk about. A recent movie that came out in a book that you read, Murder on the Orient Express. I absolutely love anything by Agatha Christie. Um, that's a lie. I don't love her Miss Marple series or whatever. Miss Marple. <laughs> I'll always love the Hercule Poirot with Agatha Christie. And Murder on the Orient Express is a remake. You and liked I haven't the seen movie. The old one. I love the movie. I thought the movie did a great job. And I love the book. That's like another the one too. where I feel like they both enhance each other in a way. It was just slightly different, but not in a bad way. See, that's a good way to look at it because I feel like we get too comparative, or I get too comparative with things. It's like, Someone oh, this is better win. than this. It's like, well, they're different. They're they way are different, different for their own. Yeah. You know, there's an actual person trying to act out that scene. It's not your head making it up. Exactly. Know? So. And you're not right about everything. Yeah, you're an idiot. Oh, thank you. Not you, <laughs> but like you know. Oh, you. I was really talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not right. About, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but that's an interesting thing, and I think there's so much more appreciation to get when you recognize that the different mediums have different things to offer. Agreed. You know? That's a great way to end off our book first movie discussion, or our, our unless you wanted to... No, yeah, I think that is, too. The other ones are boring. Um, one, actually, I forgot this, though. Some books that I would love to see made into movies... Cresswell Plot. Yes. The Life and Death Parade. Life and Death Parade. Uh, and I Darken series. Paranormalcy Love series. Love the Paranormalcy series. Illusions and of Fate. Illusions of Fate would be awesome. Those would be awesome. I think parano- uh, of the ones that Kirsten has written, I think Paranormalcy would be my favorite to see be made into it. That would I be think kind of a hard Darken. one, though. That would be hard because they, they can potentially the ruin yet, it in a way. Anyway, okay. I don't know. That's an interesting thing, and that's something that I'm curious about. If there's a lot of authors that would not like their books to be made into movies with the potential risk of ruining their book. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because movies are just so popular. They are. Like, do you think the Twilight books outsold the movies? Um, I don't know. I'm going to look that I'm up real quick. Up. That is a great question. And, but did they also make the Twilight books more popular, or did they change the overall view of the Twilight books in some way? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I would probably agree with you then. That's a crazy thing to think, too, is like for the author themselves to watch a movie after and be like, oh, man, this person just missed the mark, or Completely. oh, this is pretty cool. Or, yeah, oh, hey, that's a fun interpretation of my book. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, Twilight... So it looks like the box office gross for Twilight, it grossed $35.7 million on its opening day. Um, looks like it made... What? Million. This is for five 
Oh, wait. Five films made $3.3 billion. Whoa. And then the books, Twilight novels, have sold over 100 million copies. But they didn't say how much she made? I mean, that's so cool. Good for Stephanie Meyer. She seems kind of cool. I I watched an interview with her recently. Does she? I know. She's probably like, oh, she seems cool. Yeah. She seems like more down to earth than I thought. That's cool. Anyway. Sweet. Well, we also want to introduce another segment that we have coming up for you, an outer experience. And please participate in this because I think it would be a lot more fun if we all participated. But Cassie has been doing book clubs. Which I love. Which we love. So we thought it would be really fun to pick a book and then to do a book club episode on that book. Next month. Next month? Right. Okay. We need time to read it. That's usually about how long you go in between. Okay book club meetings man that's quick well we have a bunch of other that's quick i don't know i just I t- oh. usually takes me a year oh. no i'm kidding a month is <laughs> i great. thought you were saying that was too long <laughs> okay oh what next month is next month sounds great okay so next month sometime when we get to it and the book we've selected is a book now i, I have read this one, one it's been a while though but that's okay because you don't remember it right? is yeah i don't remember it entirely it's the alchemist by Paolo Quello. Quello. And it's not a book I've read, which is exciting. Yeah. I love finding Excited new for books. You. It's good. Yep. So that again, The Alchemist, A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T. If you'd like to participate in the Outer Experience book club, book club podcast, then read it. And then give us your thoughts at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. We're going to be talking about it, and we love to uh, have your thoughts as well. If you read it within that time and email us, we will most definitely be reading that email on our podcast. Oh, man. Definitely. It'll be lots of fun. Well, I think that we have discussed this topic pretty well, and James is screaming, and it is very late. Very late. We (laughs) thought for sure he was asleep. So, poor guy, we better go check on him. We'll go check on him. But, hey, if you're in the experience... You got to get out of it. So, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank uh, you, thank you. You know, if we ever make this podcast episode into a movie or a book, let (laughs) us know which one's better. (laughs) Which would you prefer, for this to be made into a movie or a book? On the count of three, I'm going to say what I prefer, you say what you prefer, okay? Ready? One, two, three. The movie! Movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a podcast episode? Oh. I'm not going to read a book about this. Well, it'd just be us sitting around talking. Boring. And it's going to be boring you could no get, matter what. You can get some subtle nuances. So I think the answer to our question is this needs to remain a podcast. Yep. Podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Love you. Bye.